Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is July 11th, 2022, and our first story... Joe Biden's approval rating has hit a new record low amid the illegal sale of U.S. strategic oil to China. Now, I'm not saying that's exactly why his approval rating is down, but the cost of gas plays a huge role in this. In our next story, the leak of Hunter Biden's iCloud account is underway. Allegedly, there's tons of information after his account was hacked, and it's extremely damning. But we'll need to wait for verification on a lot of these claims, because if it's true, the things we're learning with the Biden family, they are criminal. But again, take it with a grain of salt. In our last story, Twitter has hired a law firm to sue Elon Musk to force him to buy the company. Elon posts memes suggesting it's 4D chess, and maybe now he'll get a premium deal. He'll buy Twitter for cheap. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Joe Biden's approval rating has reached a new record low of 37.7%. This is not a biased poll. This is the aggregate of all polling put together. Real Clear Politics is showing a new record low, and there are many scandals that explain why this is happening. Of course, $5 per gallon gasoline really is going to do the trick. But we also have a major breaking story about Hunter Biden's iCloud being hacked and leaked. This is more information outside of the laptop being published all over the internet. That's the big story right now. It's all over Twitter, but not yet verified. I know it's kind of a silly thing to say, considering we're seeing tons of images of Hunter Biden in compromising positions. There may be information that is not yet verified, so it's hard to know exactly what this means yet. Take it all with a grain of salt, but check it out for yourself. I mean, people are posting crazy stuff on Twitter now. Hunter Biden is not Joe Biden. That's why I want to focus on what's going on right now with Democrats rejecting Joe Biden. Just 26% of Democrats say they want Biden to be their nominee in the 2024 election. Democrats don't even want him. Gas prices, of course, are through the roof. Inflation is through the roof. The cost of food is skyrocketing. We are looking at pending shortages. We have war and we have a very, very big story. It was uh, last week we reported or I should say it was reported and I commented on Joe Biden exporting, or I should say, to be very careful, allowing the export 
of U.S. strategic petroleum reserves to foreign countries, notably to Sinopec, a Chinese company that Hunter Biden is involved in. This is dark, dark stuff. Of course, the corporate press apparatus came out to try and claim my claims were false, but my claims were absolutely true and correct. And my opinion may be wrong. I can accept that. I have opinions on a lot of things, but the facts remain. Joe Biden did this. It is now being outright called illegal by some outlets. Joe Biden is not allowed under the law to extract from the strategic petroleum reserves without an emergency. And that's what he did. It was bad enough. Joe Biden was dumping from our reserves to try and lower gas prices. Worse still was the 5.35 million barrels that were sent overseas. And they try to justify this saying, oh, but it's sour crude. Doesn't matter. If it's illegal, it's illegal. And it is being carried in. Uh, there's, there are reports coming out now talking about how it is, in fact, illegal. This may not be, all of this right now, apocalyptic for Joe Biden, unfortunately for those who are tired of what's happening and think he's a terrible leader. The reason is we're still two years away from 2024. So for the time being, there is an eternity from now until the presidential election. But where it is particularly bad is the midterms. Look, the Republicans can really screw this up. And some polling is coming out suggesting they might actually screw this up. There's polling coming out now from Fox News showing it's a toss up. Republicans could actually lose in November. Now, we got videos going back where we're like, it looks like there's going to be a red tsunami. But I've said it every time I learned my lesson from the past. You may think they're doing really, really well, but never underestimate the Republicans ability to screw things up and to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. We may be looking at that, actually, with Roe v. Wade. There is a major spike in polling, both for Republicans and for Democrats. But this has really riled up the Democrats. So they may actually come out and vote, I guess, not understanding what exactly is going on. They think they can vote at the Supreme Court or something. That's not going to happen. But it is true that if they take the Senate and the House, they can basically, well, they can codify Roe v. Wade. If they can get past a Senate filibuster or just get rid of it, they only need right now to win one Senate seat. It's possible. I don't think it's likely, but it is possible. The Republicans really could screw this whole thing up. The first thing we got to do is show you that aggregate approval rating. But before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work directly. We've got big changes and fingers crossed we're going to have a major announcement tomorrow. A really, really big announcement. We've been working really, really hard on infrastructure to get uh, to to be stronger than the censorship. Uh, uh, so so we, we'll, we'll be more resilient to censorship. That's a better way to put it. We're working with Rumble on our infrastructure. We've got big changes to once again, shore up our defenses against censorship and support companies that oppose the big tech Silicon Valley domination. We're also working on a ton of behind the scenes shows. Tales from the Inverted World is becoming a TimCast exclusive. The episodes are 40 minutes to an hour long. If we want to keep that up, we need your support. So please join us if you like the show. We're going to be reformatting. We're going to be changing things. We're going to be rolling out apps. If you guys believe in our uh, efforts to build culture, please go to TimCast.com. Become a member. But also, for the sake of this video, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Hit that little notification bell. Share this video everywhere you can. Let's read the first story. We have this from Real Clear Politics, President Biden job approval in aggregate. 
The latest polling, and this is amazing, from New York Times Siena, has Joe Biden at 33%. All right, that's insane. Rasmussen doesn't even have Joe Biden that low. Rasmussen, which has been a little bit more accurate in the past several elections, has Joe Biden at 37. IBD, T-I-P-P, has him at 40. And these are, all, these are in the past week. But regardless, with the new New York Times Siena poll, Joe Biden's aggregate approval rating has hit a new record low. 37.7%. It is particularly brutal with a lot of the pain coming from his own party. Take a look at this from TimCast.com. Just 26% of Democrats say they want Biden to be their nominee in the 2024 election. The poll, which was conducted by New York Times Siena College, found that just 26% of Democrats want him to run again. Currently, Biden has an extremely low 33% job approval rating. Just 13% of American voters told the pollsters they believe the nation is on the right track. The lowest point in Times polling other than during the financial crisis a decade ago. I don't believe it. Sorry, I don't believe it. There's no way you look at everything going on. And you're like, yes, good. But I suppose it's true. If you're if you're someone who thinks climate change is a problem, if you generally just hate human beings, then you probably do think things are on the right track. And far be it from me to say that 13 percent of this population aren't at least a bit misanthropic. So maybe that's it. Maybe Joe Biden has secured the misanthrope vote and they want America to collapse. Okay. In their report on the poll, the Times referred to his approval as perilously low and noted Republican opposition is predictably overwhelming. But more than two thirds of independents also now disapprove of the president's performance performance and nearly half disapprove strong strongly among fellow Democrats. His approval rating stands at 70 percent, a relatively low figure for a president, especially heading into the 2022 midterms when Mr. Biden needs to rally Democrats to the polls to maintain control of Congress. In a sign of deep vulnerability and of unease among what is supposed to be his political base, only 26% of Democratic voters said the party should renominate him in 2024. Biden is doing particularly poorly among young Democrats under the age of 30, 94% of whom said they want a different nominee. Despite the clear lack of enthusiasm and support, Biden has said that he intends to run for re-election. Why? Keep saying it, I guess. He is currently the oldest president in American history and will be 80, will be 80 years old in 2024. Yo, wow. Biden's age is the top reason for wanting a different candidate, being cited by 33% of those polled. In a close second, 32% of voters said they want a new nominee due to his job performance. Kelly King, a th- uh, 38, a Democrat, former factory worker in Greensburg, Indiana, told the post pollsters that we're barely able to buy what we need. He hasn't done what I think he's capable of doing as president to help the American people. As a Democrat, I figured he would really be on our side and put us back on the right track. And I just feel like he's not, King said. Now, King hopes Republicans win the midterms so that they can course correct. This is the most important thing right here. A Democrat polled wants Republicans to win in the midterms. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing and everyday goods are up, way up. 
and you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once, then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. I think it's funny. I'm sorry, man. Democrats, they're in a cult. They really, really are. And you guys know it because where we tend to be, uh, you and most of the viewers, not all of you, former Democrats, people who are traditionally liberal and now finding yourselves not. Yeah, that's where I am pretty much. Yet these Democrat personalities say things like your side and you're in a cult. And I'm like, bro, I don't agree with Ben Shapiro on most of his cultural views. I disagree on economic views. I think he has his facts correct, and he has strong opinions, many of which are absolutely correct. I disagree on some of those political positions. It's weird. I, traditionally liberal as per this country, and him, classically traditionally conservative, and we get along on most things because the Democrats have lost it completely. I mean, the issue of abortion, I don't even need to get into that. Here's where it gets fascinating. On July 1st, Outside of the Democrats, 71% don't want Biden to run for re-election. That's amazing. Where the New York Times and Democrats are cheering is this. According to the New York Times, with this poll, they still believe that Donald Trump would do worse than Joe Biden. They say, one glimmer of good news for Mr. Biden is that the survey showed him with a narrow edge in a hypothetical rematch in 2024 with former President Donald J. Trump. 44% for Biden, with 41% for Trump. The result is a reminder of one of Mr. Biden's favorite aphorisms. Don't compare me to the almighty. Compare me to the alternative. The polls showed that Democratic misgivings about Mr. Biden seemed to mostly melt away when presented with a choice between him and Mr. Trump. 92% of Democrats said they would stick with Mr. Biden. I believe it. And I think Trump supporters, this is your Achilles heel. Because I have all of these really diehard Trump supporters saying Tim's wrong about this. I, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted, my friends, flabbergasted when I have the hardcore Trump supporters say 81 million votes. I love it. I thought that Donald Trump was going to have a, a massive victory. I thought he was going to win. Um, I thought he was going to win for sure. And he didn't. But I wasn't completely wrong. What I missed was the enthusiasm against Donald Trump. What I saw was the enthusiasm for Donald Trump. And that, I believe, from 62 to, what, 74, Trump gained something like 12 million new voters. I saw that. I think we all did. And what I missed in my myopic view was that a lot of people were drumming up support, or I should say opposition, to Trump. They didn't care for Joe Biden. And that's why I thought Joe Biden couldn't win. But I said it. The polling... Uh, 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 the enthusiasm level against Trump was massively high. And that is where Joe Biden won. And I'll stress this point. 
I think there was corruption. I think we saw things like, um, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll keep it simple. For YouTube, Pennsylvania, it was ruled mail-in voting is unconstitutional. That just happened. We're pending uh, the results to see how, how they change the law. In Wisconsin, it was just ruled that ballot drop-off boxes were also illegal. Okay, not enough to change the game in 2020. It would not have given Trump the victory. Joe Biden still would have won if Wisconsin and Philadelphia and Pennsylvania went to Trump. But what it shows is that, well, Joe Biden and the Democrats, they did well due to procedural changes that I did not foresee. I didn't see this stuff happening. I didn't think about it. I think, you know, a lot of people talk about 2000 mules and all that stuff. Guys, I think people were going around and in Wisconsin, they were allowed to do this to pick up ballots for people and drop them off. What I think the Trump supporters don't recognize is that they took away movies. They took away sporting events. They took away even video games in some circumstances. They wouldn't let people go outside. Then they said it was all Trump's fault. Then they handed a mail-in vote to someone and said, fill it out. And they did. So when you look at these polls, there are a lot of people that are like, I don't buy it. There's no way Biden could beat Trump, dude. Don't let it get to your head. It's possible. You should be acting. You should be steel manning your opponent. Steel man the Democrats right now. Say it this way. They hate Donald Trump and they will go out and vote. That way you do not rest and you make sure you fight to win. Now, I think it's possible, but I do think the polls are wrong. You've got the margin of error and you've got the historic failure in the polls, meaning the polls have consistently favored Democrats as it is. That to me looks like a toss up. That's why I'd say, I don't know. I think Ron DeSantis is probably the better bet. I just don't think he's going to clean up shop the way Trump would. Here's where it gets crazy. From Intellectual Takeout, my friends, a NewsGuard certified source. Not only is it NewsGuard certified, it's actually pretty good. 74.5 out of 100. And they report Biden administration illegally sells oil to China, depleting strategic petroleum reserve. Look, I'm going to say this. I throw my grain of salt at this story illegally. It looks like their reporting is sound. We know Joe Biden did this, whether or not it's illegal. Well, they say it is. Far be it from me to question NewsGuard, funded in part by Microsoft, saying this source is legitimate. It seems it is fair to say, as bold as it is, the Biden administration has illegally sold off part of our strategic petroleum reserve to China, of all places. Intellectual takeout reports. The Biden administration sold a million barrels of oil from the SPR to a China-owned gas giant. This is bad for national security because it enables China to build a stockpile to use during a future war against America's ally, Taiwan. It leaves the U.S. with even less oil to cope with a future Russian oil embargo, which would create massive oil shortages and raise the price of oil as high as $11 per gallon. Biden's release of oil from the Strategic Reserve was illegal under the 1975 Energy Policy and Conservation Act because it wasn't in response to an emergency. The Free Beacon reports the Biden administration sold roughly one million barrels from the SPR to a Chinese controlled gas giant that continues to purchase Russian oil. Biden's Energy Department in April announced the sale of 950,000 strategic petroleum reserve barrels to Unipec, the trading arm of the China Petrochemical Corporation. That company was commonly known as Sinopec, is wholly owned by the Chinese government. 
The Biden administration claimed the move would address the pain Americans are feeling at the pump and help lower energy costs. More than 5 million barrels of oil released from the U.S. emergency reserves, however, were sent overseas last month, according to a Wednesday Reuters report. At least one shipment of American crude went to China, the report said. Biden's son, Hunter, is tied to Sinopec. In 2015, a private equity firm he co-founded bought a $1.7 billion stake in Sinopec marketing. Sinopec went on to enter negotiations to purchase Gazprom in March, one month after the Biden administration sanctioned the Russian gas giant. This is, it's shocking. I mean, we knew about the Sinopec deal last week. They're saying it's outright illegal. And I believe that's the case. We've already heard people say it. Biden doesn't have the right to take oil from the SPR outside of an emergency, but he's doing it. He's doing it to try and win re-election. It is some of the most corrupt, corrupt endeavor endeavors we've seen from a president ever. But the media just screams about DeSantis and they ignore this. It's amazing. Biden has sold off significant portions of American strategic petroleum reserve, leaving America deeply vulnerable to an economic shock if Russia decides to shrink its supply of oil to the global market. If Russia cuts daily oil production by 5 million barrels a day, that could raise oil prices to a stratospheric $380 per barrel. According to analysts at J.P. Morgan Chase, that would increase prices by over $6 per gallon. 11 bucks a gallon. Think about that. Bloomberg News reported that the U.S. and six other nations are working on a mechanism to cap the price fetched by oil by Russian oil in a bid to tighten the screws on Vladimir Putin's war machine in Ukraine. It is likely that Russia could retaliate by cutting output as a way to inflict pain on the West. They say Russia can afford to slash daily crude production by five million barrels without excessively damaging its economy. For much of the rest of the world, however, the results could be a disastrous uh, could be disastrous. A three million barrel cut could dele- uh, could uh, two daily supplies would push crude oil prices to 190, while the worst case scenario of five million dollars could mean stratospheric 380 crude. Biden has left America much more vulnerable to Russian retaliation by depleting the SPR. Thanks to his policies, America can't fully offset any Russian cuts in oil production. Joe Biden has left the the reserve partly empty by releasing oil from it on multiple occasions, such as 50 million barrels in November, 30 million barrels on March 1st, and 180 million barrels beginning on March 31st. In the past, America could have released gas from the SPR to compensate for Russian cuts in production. But, But thanks to progressives, there isn't enough oil in the reserve now to make a difference. Democrats kept President Trump from expanding the reserve back when oil was dirt cheap. The reserve now is partly empty and nowhere near its storage capacity. In March 2020, President Trump proposed adding oil to the SPR when oil costs was only $14 per per barrel. But Democrats blocked him from doing that. I just. Biden's release of oil from the SPR have been illegal because they weren't in response to an emergency and left the reserve with insufficient oil to respond to a true emergency. Biden's actions violated the 1975 Energy Policy and Conservation Act, notes Mark Robeck, the former deputy general counsel of the Department of Energy. The law prohibits releases from the reserve unless there is a severe domestic supply shortage, an act of sabotage or natural disaster. Biden's unlawful release of oil 
from the SPR threatens national security by depleting the SPR, Robeck says. Now, look, I don't want to get too esoteric and just get into the nitty gritty of oil policy. It is all there. We are looking at a potential $11 per gallon. I don't even know what to say, man. It's frustrating. What I can tell you is this. The AFP, with their fake news fact check on me, no less, and I was right. You saw it from intellectual outtakes, outtake, I'm sorry, intellectual takeout. NewsGuard certified gas could rise to $11 per gallon based on what's happening. Here's what they claimed. For those that listened to uh, the earlier segment, you heard a little bit, little bit, little bit about this, but uh, I want to bring it up in this context just very quickly. They say claims that U.S. oil reserve exporting harm consumers are misleading. Here's my story. I said Biden admin exposes. I'm sorry, Biden admin exposed exporting U.S. strategic oil in insane move as gas prices remain at record highs. Biden admin exposed exporting. I read that says the caption of a July 6, 2022 Facebook video from Tim Pool, a YouTuber and political commentator. The clip accumulated more than 20,000 views. Yes, well, the YouTube video uh, brought in, I think, like 300,000. They say it's the narrative circulated and it's not true. The posts misrepresent the nature of the oil market in which prices are set by global traders and supplies are transported to countries and regions based on the need for specific types of crude. You see how they lie? Here's the reality. I called it an insane move. That's an opinion. I think what Joe Biden is doing is insane for a variety of reasons. One, we're now learning that it was illegal in the first place. They're going to say it's sour crude. Much better used to offset what uh, uh, the Russian sour crude, higher in sulfur. So did I say that wasn't the case? No, I said the, the, the mainstream argument was that this would shock the international market and try and lower prices. That's basically what they're doing. I guess the idea here is they can take from our strategic reserve and sell internationally in violation of the law, according to inter, uh, intellectual takeout. And then what? Use that money to buy better crude that we can use? Why don't we build the refineries to utilize our own crude? Why don't we, I don't know, stop carrying sour crude in the first place? You see how they lie to protect Joe Biden? To me, it's absolutely insane. The New York Times reports fears of another gas shock drive Biden to seek price cap on Russian oil. Here you go. Now they want to go to international markets and say, don't buy Russian gas for a certain price. Tell them no. Seems like war is in the way. Sorry, on the way. I'm a bit exhausted, if you can tell. They're saying Americans could be paying $7 a gallon for gasoline if it soars above $200. Yo, you want to go to war with Russia and you're not prepared? Don't be surprised when this is what happens. You want to vote for Joe Biden? Let me tell you this. When they say that Joe Biden could beat, beat Trump in a hypothetical matchup, I say it's possible. And you want to steal man your opponents. That means create the strongest version of your political opponent. But you mean to tell me you think people would vote for Biden over Trump in the face of $7 per gallon for gas? You think if it got to 11, they would choose to support Joe Biden? Sorry, I'm not buying it. I think it's possible. And I think you'd be a fool not to think it's possible. But I really just think gas prices dictate everything. Here's the narrative we need to get out from TimCast.com. 
Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum calls for higher gas prices to safeguard democracy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The World Economic Forum believes part of what is preventing a faster transition to renewable energy is the underpricing of fossil fuels. Really? They released a paper on July 11th arguing that climate policy and protecting democracy are not mutually exclusive policy priorities. Despite record high gas prices, officials at the WEF believe part of what is preventing a faster transition is the underpricing of fossil fuels. In order to further accelerate the world's pivot toward clean energy, the World Economic Forum is recommending countries phase out cost and tax breaks for fossil fuel production and consumption. They They also recommend higher taxes and tradable permits to cover the cost of air pollution, global warming, another unspecified economic damage. To put it simply, you will own nothing and you will be happy. They want you spending more on gas for two reasons. When you spend more on gas, you you use less gas. When you spend more on gas, you buy less products, which means less carbon emissions from the gas, less carbon emissions from your single-use plastics. Why would this not be the case? Now, the question is, will Joe Biden and other Democrats follow some kind of World Economic Forum policy positioning. I don't know. I'm sure many would say that is the case. So we'll see. Right now, what is truly pertinent is whether or not Republicans can take back the House and the Senate. We have this from Poll Watch 2020 on Twitter. They tweeted, it is likely that Biden's approval is under 35 percent now, which should be catastrophic for Democrats in the midterms. If the GOP establishment does not sabotage the situation. Uh oh. In this tweet from Political Polls, Fox News power rankings. Okay, okay, it's not an aggregate. Maybe Fox News is wrong. 24 seats are leaning, are, are likely Democrat, likely. Only 17 are likely Republican. 15 seats lean Democrat. 16 seats lean Republican. 30 seats are toss-ups. So this means, right off the bat, if you eliminate the toss-up states, Democrats are looking at a decent 39 to the Republicans' 33. 30 are toss-ups. We'll see. We'll see. This is excluding a lot. I get it. I get it. This is not every single uh, congressional seat. But these are the power rankings. From this alone, it's looking like Democrats have more, uh, have some stronger likely seats. Now, what it's excluding is the safe Republican and safe Democrat. And that's why it's important. What we're looking at here is the potential swing. And right now, it's a toss up. Now, I will say, when you take a look at the real clear politics, generic congressional vote, it's still looking good for Republicans. When, Ro- when the Roe v. Wade thing happened, here's what we get. Democrats see a major spike. They went from 41.3 to 44.3 today. Republicans went from 44. uh, So uh, Democrats were 41.3. Republicans were 44.3 and they've jumped to 46.8. 
giving them a 2.5 percentage lead, which is still apocalyptic for Democrats. It's interesting. The Democrats have spiked more than the Republicans have. We'll see. Over at 538, the Republicans hold a two point lead. Now, for those that aren't familiar with this, I've covered it quite a bit. When Democrats have a five percentage point advantage, they lose. So this here, this is apocalyptic for Democrats. A two point lead for Republicans, it's not just going to be a two point swing. It is going to be a major Democrat defeat based on these numbers. But we don't know for sure because this is generic, right? They're asked the question, who would you rather have in Congress, a Republican or a Democrat? Right now, most people are saying Republicans. Many of them are probably lying. The polls are probably wrong. But we saw it in that New York Times poll. A traditional Democrat saying they hoped the Republicans win. I'm going to show you some stuff that is uh, bad for Biden. We'll put it that way. From the Daily Mail. I'm sorry, from the Daily Caller, not the Mail. Pedo Pete. Massive 4chan hack of Hunter Biden's explicit texts, images, videos rocks the Internet. Now, they go on to say, and fair point, although the source of the material has not yet been verified, social media users have spread the explicit content across a variety of social media platforms. Yeah, they show a lot of things. There's a video of Hunter Biden weighing at crack on a scale. Tons of videos of him in the buff, him with ladies of the night. It is really bad. But there's also incriminating conversations between him and who we believe is his dad. It's not been verified. Someone could easily fabricate this stuff. Now, the photos of him may be real, but it could be from his laptop. So keep that in mind. But I bring this up not to just get back into this. I covered it earlier. But to point out, things are bad for the Biden family. Joe Biden is in a world of trouble. There's scandal after scandal. Another video purports to show Biden arguing with a lady of the night about the amount of crack he had in his possession. That video only shows Biden fa- Biden's face for a moment, although his pose of the cigarette matches previous media. Because he presses record with the front-facing front camera on, and then he hits it, and it switches. That seems to be the most likely. In the absence of evidence, the solution that makes the least amount of assumptions tends to be the correct one. It could be, however, that someone had a selfie video, and they spliced it to make it seem like that was the case. So I'll entertain the possibility, because... We just don't know. But Biden is reeling from all of these scandals. When you search on Google, it says, seems like the results are, tr- are changing fast. And we need we need a, a, a certified, authentic, authoritative sources to weigh in on this. It's like, oh, OK. Sure. I wonder why that is. Where are the newsrooms to capture this stuff and then confirm its authenticity? I think we'll see it soon. Because you have the New York Post working on it. The Daily Mail, the Daily Wire. We are working on it to the best of our abilities, but there's so much nasty stuff in here. A lot of this stuff's probably just outright illegal. And I mean, like the photos he has in here of like minors. Yeah, it's going to be really bad. We also have this story from TimCast.com. Army cuts pay and benefits from 60,000 unvaccinated guard and reserve soldiers. You know, what the Biden administration is doing is apocalyptic for all of us. The, the, the giving oil to Sinopec makes no sense. And I think the only thing I can really say is it's no wonder his approval rating is so low, but it should be lower. He is gutting this country. He is selling us out. And we will feel that pain. That's crazy. It just really, really is crazy to me that the the Biden administration would just do all of these things unless and until 
you take a look at the polling, that most Democrats don't want Joe Biden in. He was always a single-use plastic president. They put him in. They do the things to gut the country and extract what they can. And then everyone casts upon their disfavor to Biden. And the Democrats can be like, yeah, that was a mistake. That's what they're doing with him. They're using him like a pariah. So that when they run again, they'll say Biden was a disaster and we all know it. But he was better than Trump. So that's at least good. But he's not better than Trump. Not by a long shot. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Or I can just say go to timcast.com at 8 p.m. It's live there as well. And we'll see you all then. Thanks for hanging out. This story is currently unfolding. So we have to be very careful about what we can say is true and what is not true. And the surface of this story is that appearing on 4chan, individuals have claimed they cracked Hunter Biden's password to his iPhone backup, additionally granting them access to his iCloud account with nearly 500 gigabytes of data. Videos and photos have started to emerge, which seems to corroborate the claim that they did gain access to these accounts. Let me put it simply. We know Hunter Biden's laptop is real. The emails on it were verified by the New York Times, even the New York Post, and I believe the Daily Mail. Now, you may not trust any of those outlets. Fine. We have three outlets all saying they have independently verified these emails. We then start to get undeniable images of Hunter Biden. These are coming from the laptop. Now, 4chan, on 4chan, individuals saying they cracked his password, now have access to his iCloud backup. I saw a video that appears to show Hunter Biden start filming, but the video starts with the front-facing camera on him and then flips to his feet and a desk where he is using a small scale to weigh crack cocaine. Now, appears to be, appears to be, allegedly and appears to be. I'll tell you why. It's one thing that we wait for confirmation on the laptop emails. Fine. I think the videos and photos are strong evidence. It's legit because where else would they be coming from? With these hacks so far, there are text messages. We are seeing what he calls his dad. Now we got to get verification on this. Some random people on 4chan claiming a thing is true does not make it true. I will stress, while there may be photos and videos already in circulation because the laptop leak, we need more hard proof that the text messages, the emails and other information from the iCloud, like we, we, need, we, need, we, need, we need more confirmation and independent verification on this. So I will, I will start with this because the story is so massive. We may start to see things that will shock you. Videos that are already coming out. We need, we need to verify this stuff because people could easily edit fake news, fake information, fake video, and you don't want to fall victim to that. So I, I can't confirm this stuff right now. The story is just breaking over, this, over the past few days. Now, how do you verify the emails? How do you verify the iCloud backup? The first thing that's going to be very difficult is, one, the mainstream media's lies and unwillingness to, co to cover or carry this at all. If they do, it will be snippets. It will be a single text message. It won't be the contents of the entire account and the more nefarious things. They may cover it, but it won't dominate the news cycle. The second thing is many people may be unwilling to actually do the work 
because it is widely believed that Hunter Biden has a <clears throat> penchant for, let's just say, on the younger side. And it's likely that he has content in that in those drives, in that phone, which would put him in prison, if you know what I mean. And that means individuals who are trafficking in that data, who are trying to break into that data, they'll probably come after you, right? So will journalists be willing to actually do any of that work? Will hackers? We'll see. Certainly partisans and foreign actors definitely will. More importantly, the nature of truth itself. How do you know it's true? Just because the New York Times said so? No. The Hunter Biden emails were confirmed, were corroborated by family and friends. Now, they tried claiming, well, some of them could be fake. And then we got three different sources. We got a left wing source in the United States, a more right, a left leaning source, the New York Times, a right leaning source, the New York Post, and then a foreign source, the Daily Mail. That's good enough for me. What else do you do? So the challenge here is, how do we know this is true or not? I don't know if we ever really will but we'll choose to trust those who say they verified it. For many of you now, you probably already believe it. I mean, you've seen the photos or videos, but keep in mind, someone could take a photo or video from the laptop, something you've not seen, claim it's from a new account, then throw in a whole bunch of fake emails in an attempt to discredit reporting on this. That's why it's so important we get this right. From MEAWW, 4chan erupts with Hunter Biden leaks as social media rushes to shut down accounts. Oh, it's already getting spicy. So right now on Twitter, you've got Biden crime family, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden leaks, and iCloud are all trending. Here's the story. Within hours, the administrators of 4chan took action to remove the screenshots. But it's not clear if those leaks were from Hunter's infamous laptop. So again, look, you might argue there's no reason to believe any journalist, any news organization. And what's the difference between the New York Times and Fortune? I got to be honest. There's a difference, but uh, oof, not really strong. I mean, Fortune has done the, 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 the decentralized nature that is Fortune. They've uncovered some real crazy stuff. They've also posted nonsense. And the joke is, you know, not to believe it's a work of fiction, not to believe anything you see posted there. So what do you do? Twitter users are unable to keep calm after it was revealed that 4chan's users reportedly hacked Hunter Biden's iCloud account. As per reports, after hacking President Joe Biden's uh, son's account, the users of anonymous English language image board also posted a few screenshots, apparently from Hunter's computer and phone on its main political forum late Saturday night, July 9th. However, within hours, the administrators of 4chan took action to remove the screenshots. It's not clear yet if those leaks were from Hunter's laptop which became public during the 2020 election, the Washington Examiner had confirmed the laptop as well as its contents were genuine and it indeed belonged to the 52-year-old. Konstantinos Gus Dimitrilos, an ex-Secret Service agent who analyzed the copy of the hard drive, said, my analysis revealed there is a 100% certainty that Robert Hunter Biden was the only person responsible for the activity on the hard drive and all of its stored data. Hunter Biden's MacBook Pro was not hacked. Uh, and all and the data contained on the hard drive is authentic. Based on the data I examined, there was no manipulation of any photographs, emails, documents, and other user activities. Now, this is one guy, right? As for the iCloud stuff, let me give you a, a, a small taste. In the alleged leak, which I have not confirmed, so take it with a grain of salt. Hunter Biden is apparently calling his father a mm, mm, uh, uh, pedo. That's what he's apparently calling him. 
There are searches apparently for um, children, if you know what I mean. There are conversations requesting ladies of the night, racist messages, mind you. Well, maybe not necessarily messages, but showing a preference not for certain uh, racial backgrounds. I want to be very careful there. I don't know this is true. Someone could easily go in and make fake screenshots and then start dropping these. Here's what you got to be careful of. Let's say this really was a hack of Hunter Biden's iCloud. I mean, it's I'm, I'm leaning towards it probably is, but we don't know yet. What is more disconcerting to me is going to be, let me see if I can pull up some of these stories. Here we got, here we go. New York Post, Hunter Biden's laptop had contacts for Google executives, US officials for China policy. Here's what I think is important. In the, in the iCloud backup, you are going to get conversations about illicit business dealings we know the Bidens are involved in. When you get a message that, that shows, that corroborates stories already in existence, and you get someone like Tony Bobulinski, a former family confidant of the Bidens, who comes out and says, that is real. Boom. Now you've got some dark, dark truth. But hold on there a minute. The stuff that's coming out shows like Hunter Biden naked and like smoking crack or, you know, on a, weighing on a scale. You could easily take a video of Hunter Biden filming himself and then quickly edit in a video you made weighing drugs on a scale. How do you know it's real? And the question that I have is the more salacious stuff is going to resonate with regular people. So there's two there's two strategies here. The people who are who are putting this out may want to maximize the amount of eyeballs on it whether it's real or fake. And thus, they will go for the more salacious Hunter Biden search history, what he calls his dad, smoking crack, that kind of thing. If they put out an email where Hunter Biden is talking to, say, Sinopec, an oil company, uh, energy company in China, saying things like, I would like to have an ownership through my private equity firm, and my father will extract from the strategic petroleum reserves to sell to Sinopec and other, country, and, and, and other companies and other countries. Yeah, that would be really damning, but no one would get it. So it would not get that much play. This is what I'm concerned about. If someone was trying to taint real, factual, criminal evidence, they do it by putting out the more salacious stuff. So look, look, I'm not here to cast a doubt or uh, I, I should say, no, I am here to cast it out. I'm not here to say we know for a fact definitively one way or another. And in fact, I am telling you, be careful with this one. The Hunter Biden laptop stuff is damning already. It's confirmed already. New information could come out. They will then be like, nope, nope. Aha. This was fake news. Confirmed it was fake news. You fell for it. All of the hacks are bad. This could be an attempt to taint the laptop information itself. The images could be an attempt to taint real emails. We don't know. That's why you got to be careful. I want to show you. Uh, uh, well, let's let's read a little bit more from MEAWW before we carry on. Quote. It's impressive how 4chan can one one minute be talking about Vaporeon in the most uh, uh, compatible Pokemon to, okay, copulate with. And the next minute, they're hacking the president's son's iCloud and exposing horrific videos. Don't ever stop being you, 4chan. Well, that's because 4chan is a decentralized network of individuals of varying interests. Bring back Tony Bobulinski, run his interview with Tucker again. I think for the most part, this this is what we have right now. If you look for, if you, I, I don't even, look, it's trending on Twitter. I don't even know if I can pull that stuff up because uh, some of that stuff might be uh, really bad. So, yeah, 
might be uh, not, not, not so good to show on, on, on YouTube. Take a look for yourself if you're interested. But again, I say keep it, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's his, uh, so uh, the Post Millennial also report on this Hunter Biden's iPhone backup data. Uh, and they reported this yesterday. Members of the 4chan online community have allegedly hacked his iCloud, getting his password. And uh, I'm not going to say his password, but apparently we, we know it. Now, my question is, it is currently the 11th. Information about this came out on a Friday. Why on a Friday of all days? Honestly, I don't know for sure. But some of the information we're starting to see coming out from the from the private information on his laptop is is interesting. This one from the New York Post. Hunter Biden reportedly called Jill an entitled <clears throat> C word in texts. Here's the thing. Tony Bobulinski, family confidant. Information about Biden's dealing with China, Sinopec, all of that stuff. You've got to balance the the salacious with the uh, uh, um informative. So here's what I would say. I am not interested in looking at videos of Hunter Biden filming himself in the buff. I am not interested in his conversations where he's trying to pay for some ladies of the night. I'm interested in emails where Hunter Biden is talking about subverting U.S., the U.S. government. I'm interested in emails where he's uh, discussing business dealings with his dad. Now, here's where it gets interesting. One of the alleged messages that comes out is an image Hunter Biden sent to his father of him engaging in adult activities, hardcore adult activities. <laughs> That's about it. Why would he send that to his dad? Unless Hunter Biden is doing business as his dad. There was a report that Hunter and Joe shared bank accounts and shared emails and shared phone numbers. Could it be that Joe told Hunter, use my name, make money. Could it be that Hunter is illegally saying he's his dad? Could it be that Joe Biden is so mentally unwell? He's being taken advantage of by his son. There's a lot of questions to be asked when we see that they're sharing these, these accounts. Now, as for this one where he apparently sent uh, an image, we don't know if it's true. It will be so easy to manipulate and to fake everything that's going on. I want to jump to another story. Another story that involves me. This one's fascinating. To show you how the game is played. I would love to do a deeper dive on all of the iCloud stuff from Hunter Biden, but we need journalists to start digging through and fact-checking. Now, TimCast.com has some journalists, but there is the challenge of legal capabilities. I'm going to be straight with all of you. I mean, I mentioned private planes last week, and I had a bunch of leftist people like mocking the idea like, oh, look at this, because they don't get it. They really, really don't. What I said was, in order to do the event that we did in New York, we had no choice uh, but to do a private plane. And then people make it seem like, oh, look at that. These things exist for a reason. Businesses use them. And it's not this thing where it's like, I want to fly in luxury. But I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that's not the case. But of course, people take it the wrong way on purpose to try and smear manipulate. I'll be straight with you here. I can't I can't do a deep dive into the Hunter Biden stuff because we as a company have a lot of exposure. Tim Cass is not that big. We're big enough. So we have targets on our back. We don't have the legal capabilities to deep dive into any of that information. Other other outlets will have to do it. We will do what we can in verifying what is already being put out on the Internet. But to take the drives itself and do all that stuff, we don't have the legal capabilities for that. You know, look, 
That's just, that's the reality of it. Other people have a lot more money than we do. Let's just put it simply. Um, We're not backed by big investors. We're not backed by billionaires. You can look at many of those other right-wing channels that are, that are, that are digging into this stuff, into the emails, into the 4chan, uh, the 4chan stuff. They've got more war resources. We'll do what we can and how we can. But for the time being, we're going to need more confirmation on this stuff from people we trust, not just who the mainstream media trusts. But I'll be real. I'll, I'll, I'll say it all. You know, I won't hide from I won't hide those facts. I want to show you this because this is what you could expect. The AFP fact check claims that U.S. oil reserve exports harm consumers are misleading. Really? Really? Hey, look at this. It's an opinion of mine. The AFP fact checked an opinion of mine. They say Biden admin exposed exporting U.S. strategic oil an insane move as gas prices remain at record highs. Says the caption of a July 6, 2022 Facebook video from Tim Pool, a YouTuber and political commentator. The clip accumulated more than 20,000 view- views. More than 20,000 on YouTube, on Facebook, but several hundred thousand on, on YouTube, mind you, plus the circulation on other platforms. They say the narrative is wrong. And then they got one guy to give his opinion. This is how they played the game. What is being released is sour crude, which has more sulfur than other types. And this is more conducive to replacing the Russian barrels in Europe, said Matt Smith. The oil consultancy analyzed the destination of 30 million barrels, found 5.35 were exported. It doesn't matter whether those barrels are consumed domestically or exported. The key goal is keeping prices lower or to keep them rising. So from that perspective, it doesn't matter. Interesting. What did I say in my video? I said the argument from the establishment is that exporting crude could shock the system and and, and keep prices low. I still think it's a bad argument. The U.S. should have the capability to refine its own oil and not be participating in this global market where it's like, we got to replace the Russian crude. This is the game they play. My opinion may be a bad one. That I'll accept. But is this a fact check? No, because I didn't say this wasn't the case. What I said was, it's an insane move that the Biden administration was allowing this to be exported. The strategic oil reserve, Biden has to release it. Companies then export it. On Timcast IRL, we expanded upon the narrative on multiple episodes of the next several days, where one of our guests outright said, well, this is sour crude. We have less of, of, a, of, a, of a, the ability to refine this. Well, hold on there a minute. Sour crude is being sent. It's more uh, conducive to replacing the Russian barrels. Why are we putting that in our strategic reserve if we can't use it? No, the reality is we can use it. And my opinion is we should use it. Their argument is it's better for the global marketplace. That's that's literally my point. You see how they play this game? Fact check, false narrative. No, a difference of opinion on how things should run. It's fascinating. If I said we should not have troops in the Middle East, and the president should not be blowing up kids. Fact check false. The president is doing what is best for this country. Well, that's just my opinion, dude. This is the game they play. When Joe Biden gets called out for extracting, let let me, let me tell you something. Look at this big X they put on. Nothing here is wrong. Nothing here is wrong. It's just an opinion they don't like. That's the fascinating thing. Joe Biden, takes our strategic petroleum reserve, which is not to be used for lowering gas prices. And then 5.35 million barrels are exported. Fascinating how they lie, cheat and steal. This is what you got to pay attention for. 
with the Hunter Biden stuff, with the Joe Biden corrupt family stuff. This is the game they will play. Now, I'm surprised they didn't put this flag on my video itself to say Tim Pool's posting fake news. Then I have to fight it. It's an opinion piece. Literally my opinion on what's happening. My opinion is not wrong. Did Joe Biden do this? Yes, he did. They say it was it was limiting the effect on the global supply crunch. Is that the purpose of the SPR? No. The SPR exists so that when there's a supply chain disaster, uh, a collapse or a lack of oil, we, the United States, the American people can keep moving. Imagine this. There's an economic crunch. And so uh, your your significant other says, I am going to be taking out $5,000 from our $50,000 emergency reserve to make sure that this com- this country or, or that our house can keep functioning during this depression. Or they, they say they're going to take out, let's say $500 from their $15,000 reserve. And then you find out they gave 100 bucks to your neighbor. And you're like, uh, why did you give 100 bucks to our neighbor? And say, well, look, if our neighbor is not buying food, I mean, then their house is going to fall in disrepair and they're going to go nuts. So I, f- I figured we'll help them out. And you're like, dude, I get it. You want to you want to offset that? You think it'll benefit us? But shouldn't we keep our money for us when we're in need? Now, I never said that this was uh, uh, keeping prices high. I didn't say that. I said it was insane to give away our oil when we need it in a supply chain crunch. I'm talking about diesel shortages. In fact, I said their argument is exporting. It keeps prices down. Dirty, dirty games and dirty tricks. AFP, you are fake news. You are fake news. So I said to the Timcast crew, hey, should we fact check the fact check? I'm very careful when I I produce content. Everything I said about Hunter Biden when I was like, guys, we got to be careful on this. We don't know for sure, et cetera, et cetera. You get the point. I'm outright being like, we don't know for sure. When I do these videos, I am very careful that my opinions are to the best of my ability based on facts. The fact is nine in 10 Americans say the country is on the wrong track. That's correct. That's from a poll. You can say the poll's wrong. Fine. We're reporting on it. My opinion on what Joe Biden did is my opinion. But what Joe Biden did is correct. Fascinating how they're saying fact check false. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on uh, uh, on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all then. Well, we all sit back and watch the world seemingly burn down around us. I am reminded of other stories in the news cycle that are so absurd It makes me think that we must be living in some kind of simulation. That's right. It's not just some video game or simulation about civil war and global strife. Perhaps also a sitcom. Maybe maybe in the future, people create an AI system to make comedy shows as well. Because this story, my friends, is so insane that it has to be a joke. Clown world as it was. Twitter hires law firm to prepare to sue Elon Musk over scrap deal. Okay. Okay. So it starts out with Elon Musk upset the Babylon Bee got suspended. The Babylon Bee is the conservative Christian satire website. And so he says, I might have to buy Twitter. Everyone then laughs and says, Elon Musk, you're not going to be able to buy Twitter. Twitter refuses this. Everyone's saying, no, Twitter's like, we're not going to sell. We don't want to do this. But everyone's like, dude, it would be a violation of your fiduciary duties if you do not accept. Then Elon Musk comes out on 420 and offers, what did he offer? 5420 or something like that? 5420? 
420, we get it. Twitter agrees, and everyone's like, go, Twitter agrees. Wow, Elon's buying Twitter. Then Elon stops trying to secure financing over the bot problem. And then Twitter says, no, no, you can't back out. We gave you what you needed. Now Elon is saying he's terminating the deal with a letter to the SEC. And now Twitter wants to sue Elon to force him to buy the platform. Okay, this is real life. Just goes to show you, for all my younger listeners out there, Adults really don't have any idea what they're doing most of the time. Now, the question is, with Elon Musk's tweet about this, he has a couple. Is this 4D chess or is it a cope? Elon tweets this meme. It says, they said I couldn't buy Twitter. And he's smiling. They, then they wouldn't disclose bot info. And he's laughing. Now they want to force me to buy Twitter in court. Now they will have to disclose bot info in court. This is just the most ridiculous story. I, 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 is, is Elon Musk really playing 4D chess or is he just coping with the fact that he agreed to buy a platform that is worth trash for a very high price and Twitter was probably laughing behind the scenes? I honestly don't know. We got so much to break down. But here's an image that he posted. He posted uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris playing chess with a single pawn against a full board, and he writes checkmate. Is this his 4D chess move? Okay. I'm sorry. He wrote checkmate. (laughs) It's even crazier than I thought. All right. Let me read you the news and then break down all of the wondrous possible scenarios as to what may be happening. The Hill reports, Twitter has hired a large New York-based law firm as it prepares to sue Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk after he scrapped a deal to purchase the social media company last week. Bloomberg reported on Sunday that Watchtel, Lipton, Rosen, and Katz is representing Twitter after Musk on Friday dumped a deal to purchase the company for $44 billion. Twitter will file its lawsuit in Delaware next week, according to Bloomberg, which cited people familiar with the matter. Musk is being represented by the law firm Quinn Emanuel Urquhart, Urquhart? And Sullivan, the Hill has reached out to Twitter as well as both law law firms for comment. Musk, who bought up a roughly 9% stake in Twitter before moving to purchase the company earlier this year, abandoned the deal ostensibly because the company officials failed to provide accurate and comprehensive information on fake or spam accounts. After news of the deal was reported, Twitter shares fell 5% while Tesla shares climbed more than 2%. Twitter board chair Brett Taylor said the company would take Musk to court in order to force the completion of the sale. Musk, with his more than 100 million followers, initially expressed excitement about championing free speech on the platform when news of his takeover bid first emerged. But he quickly pivoted to raising concern over how many bots are on the platform. But if his motives, but his motives have been called into question by some experts who have pointed out the proliferation of spam accounts on Twitter have been public knowledge for years, well before his takeover bid. That's an important point that doesn't question Elon, but actually lends to what he may be doing with 40 chess. Twitter also said it provided detailed information to Musk on the bots, removes around a million spam accounts a day, and insists that number of active bot accounts on the platform remains below 5%. In Delaware, the corporate home for many public companies, Chancery Court often rules on mergers and other business disputes without a jury. All right, there is so much to break down. Let's go in reverse order. It's easier to track that way. His motives called into question, who, who, by experts who have mentioned, 
bot and spam accounts. It's public knowledge. Yes. Elon Musk saw the bots. Why? There are bots that imitate Elon Musk and try to perform like crypto scams. It's possible that Elon, knowing this, just outright was like, I'm sick of this and I want to expose it because Twitter isn't dealing with it. So here you go. He announces, okay, we'll uh, we'll buy the company. And then what happens? The day after, the day after Elon Musk announces this, a ma- uh, uh, the, the buyout is announced. A mass wave of leftist accounts lose followers and right-wing accounts gain followers. That makes no sense. And we also heard reports from many people saying they were unbanned. Something strange was happening. I think part of Elon Musk's motivation was exposing the bots, which is quite literally what he's tweeting. Now they will have to disclose bot info in court. What if Elon knows that Twitter is one big psyop? And I got to be honest. I have 1.36 million followers on Twitter. I don't have people walking up to me going like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm a big fan of your Twitter. That doesn't happen. I have people who come to me saying, yo, I watch Timcast IRL. And I'll tell you what else is very strange. I, I got to be honest. I do think viewership numbers probably fake across the board. Like CNN getting millions of views. I don't believe it. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't have any evidence to suggest otherwise. But I will say it's strange to me that Cast Castle, for instance, youtube.com slash Cast Castle. Check it out. We get like 10 to 20,000 views per episode. You know, the average is going up a little bit as we're starting to streamline this. And for some reason, random people on the streets know the jokes from the show. And so I'm wondering, do they want to make it seem like not that many people watch it and the view counts low? We've seen this before. There have been instances where I put out a video where it just doesn't get any views. But are they faking it or not? I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying I believe this to be true. I'm just saying, you know, I, I, should re, I should clarify to say, I don't, I'm not saying I know it's true. I'm just saying it is very strange to me that we can make a Cast Castle vlog. It gets 10,000 views. And then someone who we had on passively, randomly in New York, someone's like, yo, I saw you on Cast Castle. It's like, how is that the case? It just seems very weird. I'd be willing to bet behind the scenes, whether whether it's true or not is irrelevant. Behind the scenes, everything you see is fake. I also wonder if the reason Elon Musk was backing out is because there are national security letters. Alex Berenson, a journalist who sued Twitter successfully, got his account reinstated, mentioned potential government involvement in censorship. So maybe there is something deeper and darker going on here, and Elon is forcing it out into the light, like that scene in Constantine where Keanu Reeves brings his arms together and forces Gabriel into... You get the point. Maybe it's all one big trick. Or maybe, maybe Elon Musk is actually getting a better price. I mean, think about it. He negotiates initially, gets this deal locked in, backs out, and forces them to spend money to sue him. That's where it gets gold. Twitter's looking at this deal being like, how much are we going to lose by suing Elon? How long is it going to take? It's a game of chicken now. Lawsuits typically end in settlements. And Elon might say, okay, Twitter, I'll buy you for $35 million, down from 44 Save himself $9 billion. Maybe he even goes down to 30 Maybe he says, if you want me to buy... And you don't want to go to court. I don't think it will cost Twitter $10 billion to sue Elon Musk. So they have a strong incentive to go after him with a law firm where it might cost them tens of millions of dollars because the return is pretty good. 
But then you also have to take into consideration that Elon Musk has protections too. I saw a bunch of people posting about this saying that Elon was screwed. Now he's got to pay Twitter a billion dollars. And I said, no, he doesn't. Elon is alleging that Twitter breached their agreement by not giving information on bots. Elon is arguing they are in breach. They would have to pay him the billion dollars, or at least he could argue that. We'll see. Now, a lot of people wondering whether or not it's a cope or a game. We got no nothing. Shout out. He says Reddit is getting worse at making memes and it's making Elon Musk nervous. Why do they think this? Why do they think that Elon Musk would be nervous about this? Let me tell you, this is the richest guy on the planet. He did not become the richest guy on the planet by being a moron. I'll also tell you this. I was looking at electric cars and I was wondering why anybody would want to buy the Model S Plaid. It's so expensive. And then I looked at like the e-tron and the Mercedes EQ something or other. And I was like, wow, Tesla is better. Crazy. Now, like, like twice the horsepower. Elon knows something. Elon's got something going on. Now, some have argued he's screwing us over. That's right. I own like 20 shares in Twitter, that it's all one dumb game. He's manipulating Twitter to make a quick buck. He bought 9%. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe it for a second. Think about it. Elon Musk owns 9%. If I were to make a gamble, I would say Elon's playing 4D chess the whole way through. And I'll tell you why. Elon has long talked about a recession. Other people have pointed this out. Elon was predicting a recession was coming years ago. Then this year, he buys a 9% stake in Twitter. If Elon thought a recession was coming, why would he put 9% stake in Twitter knowing it was going to collapse in value? Unless this is all part of his 4D chess. Think about it. Elon Musk buys 9%. He then makes a move to buy the company. They might accuse him of screwing over the investors, but he will say, I'm also a shareholder. I would be impacted all the same way. Interesting. If Elon did not own a portion of the company and then did everything he did, I'm sure a lot of shareholders would be like, you're screwing over the company, you're costing me money. And he'd be like, well, you know, what do I say to that? It's still technically true. I mean, they, they could still sue him for this. I think he is being sued. I think, I think actually, I think, uh, yeah, someone from Twitter, a Twitter shareholder, but he's going to argue I did not do anything to screw over anybody. I also have shares in the company. Him buying it on 520 is also suspect. It is, in, it is indicative of either a madman who has no idea what he's doing or someone who's planned this long in advance. And again, I really doubt the guy who said a recession is coming two years ago dumped his money into a company just to lose it. If he knew a recession was coming, and, it, and it's here, then certainly he understands the next layer of putting his money into Twitter. I think it's all part of the game. I think, I'll, I'll put it this way. I don't want to be overzealous. I lean towards Elon Musk knows what he's doing. I remain skeptical. I think there's a strong possibility this is a cope. Elon Musk said he was going to buy Twitter. He got some information he can't reveal, and he went, whoa, this company is trash. But he agreed to the purchase price. Maybe. Maybe not. I'd imagine they'd have, show, they'd have shown him stuff. And, and maybe it's, it really is as simple as it is on the surface that Elon went to buy the company. He said, now give me the info on bots. They said, no. He went, yo, then I'm out. And they said, we're suing you. It could just be one thing leads to another. Here's a really creepy picture of, uh, of Elon, I guess. Pranay Pathol says, so this was all part of your plan. I don't know. The left, for some reason, gives them the, are, are going negative, and the right is going positive. 
Vosh says this is incredibly embarrassing. One person said, why didn't you do your due diligence about bot issue before making the deal? Elon, genuine question. <clears throat> I'm not going to post that one sensitive image. So I do find it interesting. The willingness of people who support Elon and are hoping that he saves the platform are typically going the 4D chess route. I think that's stupid. I think Elon is fallible. I think he may have made a big mistake. However, I don't understand why Elon would do the things that he did. You don't bumble your way into being the richest man on the planet. The bigger question, I suppose, is what does this mean for censorship? Dave Rubin was recently suspended. Jordan Peterson was recently recently suspended. And a lot of people were hoping that Elon Musk would be the one to come in and solve the problem. Some people said that Dave and Jordan should remain banned until Elon comes in and releases them. Dave deleted his tweet, which was a screenshot of Jordan Peterson's tweet. Jordan Peterson is refusing, saying he'd rather die. I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. Will Chamberlain, with the spicy take, said, Elon Musk will buy this platform whether he wants it or not. You don't just back out of a multi-billion dollar contract. So here's what I think. I think Elon is going to get a discount on Twitter and he's going to own it. There is a threshold by which Twitter says it's not worth it to keep going to war with Elon. Elon is going to have to buy the platform. And here's the other thing. What happens if Elon says, sorry, don't have the money? Elon went to financiers. And then about, about a month ago, I think it was, the conversations stopped. He stopped trying to get the money. Twitter can come to him and say, you have to buy it. And he'll go, I can't. Think about the position he's put Twitter in. Twitter now wants him to buy it, but he might not be able to. So he'll get it at a premium rate. Ultimately, what does this mean for us? Donald Trump came out and said that Elon Musk is a scam artist, and that he wasn't going to buy Twitter. And that may be the case. Meanwhile, the left calls Donald Trump the scam artist, but Donald Trump did launch Truth Social, and Truth Social actually has some pretty good engagement. So let's, 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 let me say this, wrapping up on the Elon subject before we get into the censorship stuff and the bot stuff. Whatever, man. I don't care about Twitter. Elon could save it or not. Most of you probably don't care either. But let me talk to you about bots. I think Elon's right. Donald Trump's Twitter account had what? Was it like 100 million or something? I don't know how many millions of followers Trump had, but he had lot, tens of millions at the very bare minimum. On Truth Social, Donald Trump has 3.4 million followers. You see, he controls the flow there. Shouldn't he have more followers? 3.4? That's not a whole lot. Certainly his hardcore supporters would follow him, and they did. Where's everybody else? You mean to tell me that they just decided they didn't care about following the president even though they could? Take a look at Trump's engagement. The responses and retruths, they call it. Substantially high, higher than Twitter, relative to the amount of followers. That alone, I think, exposes it's all a big lie. Back in the day, 10 years ago, digital media companies were doing this thing called ad, what do they call it? It was like uh, ad rights sales. Here's how it works. A company will have a premium brand. Hey, TimCast.com is a premium brand. Go to TimCast.com and become a member to support our cultural endeavors. We got Tales from the Inverted World. Man, that show is just getting better and better. I'm super excited for it. Uh, it's a premium brand. Uh, we don't get that much traffic relative to these click farms, though, because we're about premium. We're, our traffic is, we actually would prefer it to be lower, but members. So we're nowhere near as big as the Daily Wire. But ideally, what we have is, 
you know, uh, instead of getting 100,000 views on an episode, I'd rather get 20,000. But each of those 20,000 pays 10 bucks a month to watch that, that content premium. There are a lot of websites that have no premium content. They would do, they, you, know, you ever see those articles where it's like, you know, 25 celebrity botched plastic surgery. And when you click it, it shows you one image and says click next. That turns one, one story into 25 clicks. They then sell the rights to those clicks to a premium brand. So let's say you have a premium brand. Uh, we'll call it uh, The Voice. How about that? Voice. What was it called? Voice. And they get 10 million views per month. 10 million, not that much. A voice is uh, popular and an ad could sell with like a $40 CPM. But 10 million views, not really enough. So what they do is they go to these click farms and say, we want to buy the rights to your traffic. They then put the, those numbers in their voice network. They then tell advertisers the voice network reaches 40 million people. And as a premium brand, you know people care about the products we promote. These people think that a voice viewer is watching all of their videos, uh, seeing their ads, when in reality, only one in four turns out to be from voice. The rest is some garbage click farm. It was a big scandal. That's what they were doing. And the problem there is you didn't know if the click farms were bots and they probably were. I think the dead internet theory is partially true. I think the overwhelming majority of followers and views and traffic across the board is probably fake. And Truth Social is exposing that. And Elon Musk may be about to expose it as well. Dead internet theory is some fascinating stuff. Really. Take a look into it if you haven't already. The idea that the internet is just, it's run by bots to manipulate the public and make money and things like that. Corporate and political entities. So we'll see what Elon truly uh, is going for and if he does accomplish anything. But I'll, I, will, I will end by saying this. Over at TimCast.com, we're going to be covering a lot of these stories like the dead internet theory. Not only do we have Tales from the Inverted World, Shane Cashman's deep investigation so far into the lost Confederate gold. Dude, these episodes are 40 minutes long, up to an hour long. I can't believe the team, the hard work the team is putting into making this show. And in order to sustain it as good as it is, we need members. So we're going to be moving Tales from the Inverted World as a TimCast exclusive for the next episodes. I think there might be 10 more episodes or 11 more episodes. And they're 40 minutes to an hour long. We're working on our, our mobile app, our TV apps, so we're gonna, we want to be a streaming service. We want to rival Netflix and Disney Plus, and we're going to do it. We are doing it. Tales of the Inverted World is truly incredible, but I will add, we're also launching another show to go alongside it. This new show, we're building a studio in a haunted house. Legit. I really mean it. Haunted house is a bit of a nebulous term. It's an old house from the 1800s that looks rather decrepit. And we're going to be putting a studio in it and leaving it rather decrepit. And uh, it's really cool, actually. And then we're going to have, by candlelight, Hopefully we can do it by candlelight. Maybe we'll do like faux candlelight. Shane having conversations about these conspiracy theories, you know, and it'll be everything. It'll be flat earth sometimes, but I really want to focus on like the unexplained, the paranormal, things like dead internet theory, creepy things, simulation theory. That's going to be a weekly show exclusive on TimCast.com. I'm really excited for the stuff we're launching because I'm a huge fan of that stuff. We've got music projects and everything. Anyway. Go to TimCast.com if you want to support us. As for Elon Musk, I guess we'll just have to wait and see if anything does come out of this. Good luck with that lawsuit, brother. I think Elon's going to win in the end. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.